I'm Jill Rowe, and in this episode, I speak to David Bailey about the life-changing thing I learned from a massage. Together, we discuss how we can make well-being a part of the everyday, rather than a mountain that we have to climb, and how perhaps sometimes we need to make the call to prioritise our well-being, rather than putting it on the line. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, it's nice to see you, David. Thanks, Jill. It's good to see you too. This is the first yeah. podcast we've done together. We Normally, you are Steve. Yes, but I'm not me? today. Not today. No, no, not today. No, 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 no. So it's good to be with you. Very nice to so. be with you. And we're going to talk about well-being today, yeah. aren't we? Looking forward to it. I thought we'd begin with me telling a story about a trip to a massage person. What do you call a massage person? Masseur. Masseur? Masseur? Masseuse? Masseuse. Anyway, it was in a hotel. And it was in one of those spa placey things. And I thought, oh, I'll just have a nice treat. So I'll have a massage. So I went and had a, a massage. And there's, massages are weird, aren't they? Because they're like, yeah, how don't do you like feel them. about You don't I don't, like I don't, I don't, I'll tell them my okay, story. We won't talk about it for long. <laughs> but this really strange thing happened as a result of this massage, which was I sometimes go running stroke jogging. Not a lot, but I try and go occasionally. And at the end of this massage, the person who'd been doing the massage said to me, do you go running? And I was like, how do you even know? Like, I don't have a tattoo that says I go running. So how did she know? Anyway, what she said to me was that she could tell by the way that my legs moved out the front of me that there was a slight turn in one of my legs and she could tell that I would run with a slight limp. A slight limp. I don't mean a big limp, but a slight limp. And I had absolutely no idea. And she said to me, "Do?" she asked me, do you ever get an ache? Do you ever feel like your back hurts on one side? Do you ever? And she could tell me all these things about me that I had no, I had no way of understanding. And suddenly she was going, oh, well, it's because of this. And I was thinking when that happened, how interesting it is that sometimes who we are as human beings, there's stuff about us that others can see and we need them to help us work out how to be better, well, more whole, more... Because I was completely oblivious to it. And it was a physical thing for me. And it made me think a lot about well-being that... So my, I'm busy, you're busy, lots of people are busy in their lives, aren't they? But you get into the, the swing of everything and things are happening fast and you kind of don't think about how you are until yeah. someone says, do you realise that, you know, you've got a headache? It may be because... Have you ever... Like, yeah. I, or I think, do you want to share your trauma well, of a massage well, story? Well, I will, but, but it's a very... It, it, I was not in a well-being place <laughs> in, 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 my, in my massage. We were at a spa place, Caroline and I. Caroline loves treatments. Caroline's my, your my, wife. My wife. She just loves treatments, and, and I don't like them at all. Uh, but anyway, I went for this uh, massage, and I just found it in incredibly uncomfortable because there was dolphin music playing and then there was like chopsticks or not chopsticks what are those things infusers oh yeah the sticks in a pot they could have been chopsticks. <laughs> yeah, they could have been anyway there was nice smell 
But, and then this, this woman just was touching me and I just found it really uncomfortable because it was kind of intimate but weird and I didn't like it at all. So you've never been back? No, no that was my one and only <laughs> massage. So I'd rather go walking or throw myself in the sea or do anything <laughs> apart from massage. So it was not good for my well-being. Well, I'm really sorry to have brought up this dark... Yeah, well, I think I might need counselling. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, uh, you're right in terms of the fact that actually it's often others who see things in, in us that we mm. don't see ourselves. And, and that also that sense of when we're really busy, we, um, we, we notice things less about our, ourselves. Mm. So I think maybe at the heart of well-being, and maybe we can explore this, is that sense of s- slowing down so we begin to notice things, yeah. not only about ourselves about others, about the world around us, about the conversations, uh, about the moments that are in front of us. Because I think in those moments, that's when we can kind of feel alive and and, and, and it's so easy to miss those really yeah. kind of uh, uh, precious, precious so times. How do you, so how do you do that? How do you slow down? I, I quite like to be active, and I, but I also, I, I like walk, walking. And I would just walk anywhere. It doesn't have to be pretty or beautiful yeah. but actually it's in the in the in the process of walking and that and that very thing about kind of putting one foot in front of the other that actual yeah. process of kind of the rhythm of walking and I try and take notice of of what's of what's around me so there's yeah. an intentionality isn't there exactly. about yeah. our well-being yes. it's not something that we too often we leave it to chance yes, um, yes. but actually there's something about being intentional, but there's also something yes. about the richness yes. and breadth and depth of life yes. in that intention. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. that we often miss yeah. if we aren't intentional yes. about it. So, um, yeah, you see things, you notice things. Yeah. Yeah. So you walk. Yeah. What about when you're in the middle of a meeting or so? Like, how do, how do you consider your. I think I pay attention to my breathing, I think. And and actually pay attention. Again, I think it's about being present. So in a meeting, it's really easy to get distracted and go on your like look at your emails or something. But then you're trying to do two things at once, and that's not very helpful. So actually, um, and I find personally, I find it much less stressful if I actually just do one thing at a time and try and do that thing well. So if that's either you and I having a conversation, then I try and be completely present rather than kind of looking at my phone and if it's in a meeting then actually to be present in that meeting contributing and and I just find that because you you know speaking personally I just find that that actually there's a question of integrity there as well isn't there if you're if you're present in that meeting then actually you're giving your your best to that moment Um, and that works for so if you're a busy mum or a busy dad yeah that's true in that experience as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? I'm yeah. thinking of a particular young mum I know yeah. where she is so present to her mm. child. And there's something divine. Yeah, there is something yeah, yeah. stunning and something, beautiful yes. about the very fact that she is so present yes, yes. and doesn't allow the other things yes, yes. to to cut in yes, on that. Yes, um, I, But actually life I, i'm thinking in work you feel like you've got to be doing a million things to yeah. be seen as successful yeah or yeah. i've got to be busy like busy is my stripes yeah. that i wear on my yeah. arm or yeah. 
actually that if that almost dehumanizes yeah, us. Yeah, I, I think it does. It? Yeah, yeah, and I think those moments. I remember uh, walking my daughter to school when she was Lydia. She was about eight, I think, and we were walking to school. We were a little late, so we were kind of walking quickly. And then she she stopped me. And it was a beautiful sunny morning and there was, I think it was kind of like October time and the cobwebs were out and the dew was all over the mm. cobwebs. And she stopped me and she said, Dad, Dad, look at this. And I was like, no, 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 we're late, we're late, come on, we've got to go, we've got to go. And then she said, no, no, you've got to look at this, Dad, yeah. it's beautiful. And she stopped me and, like, I turned around and I'd missed it because she was much smaller than me and I'd missed it. And so I crouched down and then I thought, well, actually, it doesn't really matter if we're late. <laughs> we're just going to have a look at this cobweb together. And it was a really kind of yeah. like, you know, you spoke um, a moment ago about those those kind of divine moments. Mm. And it was, there's just a, a kind of moment of connection, really, between myself and Lydia and then the creation uh, right there in, 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 the, in amongst the kind of busyness of life. And it was just by pausing and being just slowing down and being kind of present and yeah. I suppose that it, that reminds us that we are human actually and that we have a connection to creation mm. then actually that can get lost in the in the kind of uh, work uh, kind of capitalist kind of arc the busyness yeah. that where we just feel like cogs in a machine and actually it's reminding ourselves that we are connected much more uh, to creation um, than we than we realise. So I'm thinking of a couple of things at the moment. You know, um, I can't remember who the author is, but the book is called Essentialism, mm. and it's it's really about how do you sim- how simplifying every yeah. yeah undoing the knottiness. Yes, because the knottiness creates the chaos, yeah. and not that all chaos is bad because it's a very creative thing, yeah. but the complexity yeah. and simplifying that, and then also this shift towards that very minimalist. Yeah. Yeah. carrying less possessions yeah. you know all of that kind yeah. of thing is yeah. i think is all about this desire yeah yeah we have to rediscover what it means to be healthy human being here yeah on this beautiful yeah. planet etc yeah. which like you just say that arc of capitalism yeah. is like the end is the opposite yeah. of that isn't yeah. it it's what yeah. can i have how yeah. much of it can yeah. i get yeah, yeah. how much so can i consume how much can yeah. i consume yeah so there's this real challenge here and yeah. there's that um there's that moment in i can't even think which one of the gospels in the bible it talks about it but where that uh, rich young ruler approaches jesus yeah. and says what must i do to inherit eternal life yeah. and people have often interpreted that in that oh well, it's about the afterlife and mm. but the thought around what eternal was was how do i live a good life mm right here right mm. now in this present reality yeah. how do i how do i experience the divine in the midst of the ordinariness yeah. of the yeah. everyday yeah. how yeah. do i fi- yeah. how do i find that depth yeah. and breadth yeah. here yeah. Yeah. and now it's just a really fascinating yeah. thing yeah. to ask yeah so how do we kind of glimpse the uh, kind of divine or, or or how do we find those moments in mm. in the in the mundaneness of, of life and I think it's something we learn, really. Uh, so the other day we were in North Cornwall and we were walking up on a, on a cliff path and I was with my son, Dan, who's 19. And, and I said to Dan, look at, look at that, it's beautiful, isn't it? 
goes, oh, well, it's all right. <laughs> you know, it's like this amazing view, <laughs> like looking, looking west and looking east along the yeah. North Cornish coast. It was absolutely stunning. The sun was setting. It was quite breezy. There was, you know, the, the, the sea was kind of rough and it just looked beautiful. I said, oh, it looks great, doesn't it, Dan? Well, it looks all right. I could look at it on Google. <laughs> and he, yeah. I said, you couldn't look. I said, you could look at it on Google, but you wouldn't experience it. As well, I'd experience the, the wind if I put a fan <laughs> on my desk and looked at it on Google. <laughs> and, it's a creative way. It's a creative way of doing it. But it's not the same as being present in that environment and being kind of connected to the earth in that moment. Yeah. You know. A friend of mine who goes on a, a retreat every, every year, and one of the things he does is he takes his shoes off for the whole of the retreat, which sounds really freaky. Yeah. But he does it because he wants to feel yeah. that, like, his connectedness. Yeah. Yeah. So he's connected yeah. to God, to the creation, yeah. and to others. But the, he walks the earth yeah. barefoot, yeah. which is really yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It's very, it's a kind of very native people's yeah, thing to do, yeah. isn't it, yeah. that reconnecting yeah. with what we become distant yeah. from yeah. and find yeah. a healthy a healthy wholeness in that space. Yeah. I, I love it when you're on a plane and oh don't, I, it's not a great moment because they're going to tell you what's going to happen if you crash but <laughs> there's that moment on the plane at the beginning isn't there where they're going through all the oh here's what you do with your mm. jacket and blah 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 and blow into this mm. and a light will come on when you land in the water and and, and then uh, one of the things they say is if the if the oxygen levels drop, an oxygen mask will fall from above your head. And what you must do is put that on your own face mm. first and then deal with others around you. Yeah. And I always think that that's the thing that we don't understand, yeah. that we can preoccupy our lives with making sure everyone else is yeah. okay, but we forget our own need for air, yeah. our own need for oxygen, yeah. our own need to tend to who we are yes. and tend yes. to ourselves. Yeah. yeah, so how what does that then what does that then look like? I guess we need to make some brave decisions yeah, in our lives about yeah, about space yeah. and about slowing down and about and, and I think this 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 is not about being lazy, this is about being intentional, like you said earlier. And I think your your massage story about how <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I don't know. Um, about how the uh, monsieur is that what's the, the person word? doing the massage That's let's it. Go Thanks. With that. Yeah, let's roll with that. Um, <laughs> pointed out that there was something wrong. So actually there's a humanness in in the connection between us that, that gives shape to mm. us. So we, even though the oxygen mask thing is really important because we have to look after our ourselves because it's that's our responsibility, but also we need others to point out and we need others to shape us to become who we are. Yeah. So what do you think are the different dimensions of well-being? Because there's so there's like the physical. We've yeah. talked quite a lot yeah. about the physical, yeah. and probably that's the easiest one to do stuff about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know what kind of stuff we should be yeah, doing. Yeah, even if we're not we very good at it. Go <laughs> <do> it. <laughs> yeah. um, but what are, what would you say are the other dimensions of... I suppose if you look at it like a kind of square, so you'd have physical, you'd have um, emotional, you'd have financial, and then you'd have social. And uh, you and I, I know we were chatting the other day, weren't we? And, and often the kind of spiritual stuff gets filed under a small blue point under social mm. but actually the spiritual runs through a thread through all of those you can't separate 
it out. You know, yeah. how you use your money is a, is a spiritual discipline. What you do with your money, the things you choose to buy and the things you choose not yeah. to buy. How you spend your money, you, you know. So I'm in the trying process of trying to educate uh, my children about where to try and buy their clothes. You know, yeah. this is a challenge. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, because of the ethical kind of dimensions to that. So, yeah. and then our emotional sense is intimately connected to our spiritual sense um you know into i think we're very much spiritual beings yeah, however yeah. we kind of begin to express that actually yeah so. yeah so what so one of the this is just a really practical th- thing that i sometimes do with those dimensions is it, it get people to draw them as axes so you know it look it basically looks like a a wheel without the spokes of yeah. a wheel without yeah. the edge on. So um, do you do do you do four or do you do do you do five? I do five yeah. because yeah. I think it's really important to take the spiritual out of being just a subset yeah. and yeah. making people under helping people making people helping people understand that it it's a part of who we are that I yeah. think we have lost at our peril. Yeah. So when I think about spiritual well-being i'm thinking you know our ability to understand our sense of purpose our sense of worth our sense of value and self-esteem and there are so many situations where because we haven't paid attention to those Mm. things Mm. it's not about aligning yourself to a particular religion or anything like that it's just that the core of who i am as Mm. a human being and finding something to anchor that into mm. where I know that I'm enough, mm. that I have worth, that mm. I have value, that when I'm in a conversation with another human being, yeah. I don't need to feel like I'm less than them. Yeah. All of that, I think, is is how I understand what spiritual means yeah. in this sense. Yeah. And if you think of the mess <laughs> that yeah. we see in the world... Yeah. Yeah. Where when you don't know those things yeah. or you're not sure of those things, you end up in quite a competitive yeah. dynamic with yeah. other people. So you go on the defensive yeah. or the attack mode with others. So what I believe is better than what you believe. Yeah. And I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. And you make enemies out of people yeah. and all the rest of it. Whereas yeah. if you're just, hey, this is me. This is, and I'm learning to be the best me. Yeah. And I've got this sense of purpose that I'm here to play a role in life. I think when people have a confidence in those things, yes. actually there's a generosity that opens up yeah. in their life that makes them, I wanted to say weller, well. that's not a word. <laughs> but, but it could uh, be, we, but, could, yeah, we, we, we a, could name that. <laughs> there's a sense of wellness about who they are that's contagious for yeah. other people. Yeah. So this thing about creating this like spokes of a um, of a, uh, a wheel and at the end of the spokes I would put those five things of economic and physical and yeah. social and uh, financial and spiritual and then at the end of those spokes would be mm. the score out of ten further into you go that would be like a one and then every so often I do like a, so how am I doing mm. how wh- where would I place myself mm. on the economic where would I place myself on the social and and then you, it's like a health check. And I remember doing it one time and realising that there was a massive problem in my, on, on my chart when I looked at it. And yeah. I suddenly realised that everything was going really well except uh, the emotional. Because the busyness of my life 
had created this lack of time to be in relationship mm. with people. And the, the, the crazy schedule meant that I was never around home and, and all of those things. And then, of course, you realise, oh, when that thing, when, when the crisis comes, who do you call on? Yeah. Because you've yeah. not had... So I find it a really helpful exercise. Yeah. I, th- I think that's really... A re- I mean, I've done that. We've yeah. done that kind of exercise together and I found that really helpful. It literally maps how you're doing, doesn't yeah. it? You literally draw yeah. a kind of map of, of the different, yeah. those five Absolutely. different areas and then you can kind of... Of course, it's subjective, but it's also enormously helpful. Yeah. And I think your example of the emotional thing, being mm. like not giving enough time to your friends, it just highlights that actually we need the other or we need one another to actually help us in our well well-being yeah you know it's actually those relational connections that yeah. make us uh, who we are yeah you know i mean and that and that again is a that is a divine thing isn't mm. it that mm. we are all mm. image bearers we're yeah. all made in the image yeah. so we we are created yeah. with an interdependence yeah. Yeah. with one another just yeah. as when a baby is born, it, it yeah. needs its mum. It yeah. can't survive without its yeah. mum. Yeah. I genuinely believe that that's yeah. that's how, so. To live in isolation, to yeah. to to be in an age where individualism is king, is the opposite of wellness. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that again yeah, yeah, is that yeah, yeah. big thing about capitalism, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like the oh, be the best individual, yeah. you know, the most successful. Well, it's like make you the star of the show, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's it, what drives Instagram, you know, yeah. it's like the show with real kind of life, yeah, isn't selfie, it? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. actually we are utterly dependent on our wellness with other people. Yeah. We it's about t- being weller. It's about being weller. <laughs> We've created a new word. <laughs> so I was talking the other day about um, how in... Maori culture, the way that young people and communities are taught about well-being is these dimensions that we've talked about are presented to them as the supporting walls of a house. Mm. And it's not just a house that belongs to an individual, it's the community house. So there's this sense of these things are utterly, utterly vital for the individual, but they are absolutely vital for the community to function healthily and well. And again, that's like a divine... is how we're called to be. Yeah, absolutely. And there's... um, I'm thinking about your kind of spirituality, kind of what you've been talking about there, and and it it strikes me that there's... um, from a So I'm a person of faith, um, Mm. and from a kind of Christian perspective there's an author called David Augsburg who talks about tripolar spirituality. And I, and I think, tripolar? Yeah, which I think is really quite helpful for, for in, maybe in this discussion because he says it's about love of God, love of the other, and then love of creation. And it's, when, and it's that kind of balance mm. between all three of those that when they come together, there's a sense of, of uh, kind of uh, connection, a sense mm. of well-being because you're, you're connecting to those around you and also to... To creation and that and there is that sense of purpose what do you do with because uh, i've heard this before where uh, kind of amongst some people of well i've heard it amongst people from kind of christian faith where that it's deemed as selfish to do things about yourself like it's deemed as yeah you can't really spend time on doing that kind of enjoyable thing because <laughs> you need to be giving your life wholeheartedly to changing the world for everyone else. 
Well, I suppose we should we should be given our lives. Yeah, I think to, it's to do the Protestant work. I think it probably it probably is. Uh, but and also the sense that, but if we do that, you and I know because of busyness, you, you can't do that for long because you just burn out or you and you know we you only need to look across, mm. you know, um, ministers or or, or, or or youth ministers and, and see the the amount of kind of burnout that happens when when we don't take time to take a step back and I think it goes back to your oxygen principle so we, we we need that we need those moments of quiet we need that kind of sabbath we need that rest we need that sense of space I think mm. because otherwise you can do all that great stuff but you won't do it for very long mm. I don't think and you know. sabbath is that principle of well it's based on the, to do the Moses story mm. isn't it mm. do you want to talk a bit about that well, I, th- I suppose it comes really through, you know, the, the uh, creation narrative in Genesis, you, you know, um, where kind of God creates the world and, and there are many different ways of understanding that and, and I'm not saying it's, it's periods of time or it's not literal. It's that creation narrative is, a, is about God creating the world out of love, actually, and e- mm-hmm. even, a, even Yahweh rests. <laughs> so Sabbath is built into, that notion of rest is built into the very fabric yeah. of creation it, it weaves its way through the narrative and you've got those other moments in the old testament where there are pauses like the year of jubilee where where you know everything gets redistributed and that sense that actually what we've kind of lost is is that is those moments to pause and and to reflect and to think okay this is going well this isn't going well it comes back to your kind of like mm. uh, spokes mm. you, you know how do we address the the, when there's unbalance in our lives, how 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 self-aware are we that we are in that moment that we aren't doing enough physical exercise or, or emotionally we're not connected mm. to, to our friends? How do we pause? And that so even uh, even in the creation narratives, there are there is that moment of Sabbath that comes around once every seven days. <laughs> what yeah. a wonderful pattern to have just to pause and go. Well, I'm not going to look at my emails today. Yeah, I'm going to pause and I'm going to take time and I'm going to spend time with those who are friends, those who who, who I love, you know. Yeah. So as I said, I'm a person of faith connected to a church and sometimes I really appreciate churches are not good places for people, but sometimes they, they and hopefully they can be. Yeah. And those and the connections you get within a community are incredibly important, I think, yeah. for our well-being. In the Moses story, and the uh, with Pharaoh having to make bricks, yeah, <laughs> lots yeah. of bricks, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. every day, yeah, and, and the freedom comes to them, but they actually there's a bit of a desire in them to keep making the bricks, yeah, you know, yeah, and um, so so you get this whole sense of actually what they're being called out of is this enslavement to always just keep producing so yeah. again going back to what you said at the beginning there's this sense of you have to bring pause in yeah and ma- and maybe a massive thing that we need to think about is understanding that when you introduce a pause into your pattern so maybe you say on saturday i'm not going to look at i'm not going to look at facebook or mm. i'm not going to mm. do instagram yeah. or i'm definitely going to go for a swim or a run or a whatever that when you do those things it does mean that other things aren't going to get done yeah yeah but we live with what that is yeah and it may be that that means we aren't top of the tree and it may mean but that 
maybe that is an indicator of us being part of a different yeah. way of being, a different yeah. system, a, yeah. a, a different uh, way of doing yeah. doing yeah. life. Yeah. And it maybe makes us more human yeah. Yeah. and less like yeah. a machine. Yeah. So. yeah, I think so. But I think there's choice there. And I think when I look back, and, but I think some of that kind of wisdom comes with time and with age, <laughs> you know, because I know... You saying I'm old? No, no, <laughs> no. But just like I, I look and I see some of my friends' children get jobs in the city, and and that's that's great. But they 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 are working really long hours. Now they're rewarded, you know, well financially for it. But at what cost? Mm. You know, like where's the pause? Where's the where's the kind of moments? Yeah. You know, to rest. And, yeah, and, and how much of their humanness yeah. is lost yeah. for them. Yeah. Because at some point the money isn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you will replace what isn't enough with something else that yeah. may not be good for you or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Thank you, David. It's really good. I feel like there's a whole load in there that we've talked about. <laughs>